If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hello there and welcome to So I Got to Thinking, the weekly podcast where we re-watch the iconic HBO series Sex and the City and attempt to answer fictional journalist Carrie Bradshaw's soul-searching and often ridiculous questions for the modern day. You are joined by your very own Jules and Mimi, it's <laughs> Dylan B. Jones and Juna Dawson. Yeah. This is the last episode <gasps> of the season. Maybe ever. Maybe, like, well, if, if nobody is listening to this podcast... Then they won't hear what they're saying. <laughs> you now. best believe we're never discussing season two, which is sad because we'll never get to discuss Steve or Smith Jarrett. We can just keep going for our... <laughs> we can just get together. Dylan and I will get together and watch Sex and the City in my basement flat. Yeah. You're invited to. Yeah. If you're interested, DM us, and I absolutely will not give out my address. So, which one are we watching now? Episode 12. Oh, come all... Is it Oh, come all ye faithful? Oh, come all ye faithful. Yep. Come all ye faithful. Yep. It's the season finale of season one. Thank you for bearing with us yep. to, for 12 weeks of this nonsense. 12 weeks, three months. Um, yeah. We've had such a blast and we hope you've enjoyed it too. Um, This week is no different as we answer the frankly ridiculous question. (laughs) Again, what do we do with this one? I mean, where do we begin? (laughs) Are relationships the religion of the 90s? Shall I talk us through, give a quick synopsis of the Please episode? Please do. Um, so, they, it's, it's religion themed, isn't it, the whole episode? Mm-hmm. Samantha's dating a Catholic guy who has issues with shame around sex. Miranda is. Uh, Miranda, sorry, yeah. yeah. Samantha's dating a guy with, shall we say, not a very adequate uh, penis. She, yeah, she feels, the religious element there is that she feels she's being punished. Yes. That she, you know, she finally finds a man she would want to settle down with and he is cursed with a three-inch penis. Yes. Uh, Charlotte is debating, not debating, but kind of uh, wondering whether she's ever going to get married and goes to a tarot reader. She turns to the dark arts. Turns yeah. to the dark arts. <laughs> and Carrie's having an existential crisis, as usual. Oh, for fuck's sake. Well, well we'll come to fucking Carrie later, because this is one of her lowest <laughs> I was going to say points. the same. Like, I fucking hated her in this episode. Oh, Carrie! Like... Shall we start with Carrie? That maybe seems okay. like... Because, I, mean, I mean, let's face it, we're never going to get... a answer to such a ludicrous question. Um, I I think from it, it's a shame because there are 
and I think particularly there is an important question that I'm going to ask you later. But Carrie, and we've talked about this in previous episodes, her behaviour does border on coercive control. Yeah. And despite very explicitly being asked by Mr Big not to attend church with him and his mother, which is a weekly ritual he takes his very well to do. It was lovely to meet you. It's like Phoebe and Mike's mother in Friends. Hello, darling. And her face like barely moved as well. She's, uh, yeah, she's amazing. Um, Mr. Bake takes his mother to church every single Sunday. As is his right. As is, yeah. I mean, it did somewhat beg a belief to me that Carrie and Big had never spent Sunday morning together. It's like, how did she not know this about him? <laughs> yeah. But this this is what sends Carrie into a spiral that months into dating, she finds out Mr. Big has been, well, that he has a life outside of their relationship. Well, I found it interesting. She used the words, I was shocked. I was like, I wouldn't be shocked if I saw like a boyfriend, someone I was dating coming out of a church. I'd be like, oh, he goes to church. But it did make me wonder if... That if it was to do with religion, or or was she shocked because th- it was this huge thing that she didn't know about him? I think she... that's it. That, yeah, yeah, it's about the withholding. And actually, if we look at the series as a whole, he didn't tell her he'd been married. Yeah. He didn't tell her he takes his mum to church. It is like Mr. Big was is a very guarded man. Yeah. And I think this this strange and quite trivial revelation that he takes his mum to church is the straw that breaks Carrie's back. But then she does something which is... Fully, fully crazy. And shame on Miranda yeah. for indulging in this. She wears a massive Pringle <laughs> upon her head and stalks him to church where she then proceeds to throw a Bible at him. Like, that, that is just completely... Like, I was watching it kind of open... I think I forgot the last time I watched it how out of order that is. Like, he told her not... And it's not like he specifically told her not to come. Mm-hmm. And she just turned up anyway. It's quite controlling, actually. Yeah, and then Big. And it's so funny, because when I first watched this, I thought Big was the villain. (laughs) Same. I was thinking the same thing. And now, looking back, he very rightly just said, what the fuck? You know, kind of, what are you doing? Kind of like... (laughs) And then he he puts his foot in it. He says, you know, the last thing she needs is to meet another girlfriend, Mm. which isn't what any woman wants to hear. Mm. And then the episode concludes with Carrie realising, well... To come back to that religion theme, she wants a sign. And I think the sign she wants is she wants to hear him say, I love you. Mm. And he doesn't. And so she calls it off for the first time of many. I kind of, I I sided with her in that bit. Yes. Um, But I also wanted to know how long it'd been going. It's been like, what, a few months? She says months. Yeah. Yeah. So four or five months. And he is emotionally unavailable. Mm. Um, But I was thinking, actually, he's actually a very interesting and not often talked about character. Um, I was thinking, maybe this is going too deeply into it. Never. I was thinking about, yeah, well, this is the, that's the whole yeah. point, isn't yeah. it? I was thinking about, like, toxic masculinity and, like, a lot of men his age who were his age at that time were like that, I'm sure, mm-hmm. um, and continue to be like that. Like, those straight American men who and are just, like... he's been divorced yeah, and, you know, and they can't older. talk about they can't talk about feelings and they can't say, express things. I, I mean, I too felt for Carrie in that last scene and I think that the difference is that she doesn't need to meet his mum. She doesn't need a public declaration. God, can you imagine carrying the age of Facebook? Oh my God, <gasps> Good the statuses. God, the statuses would have finished her. My question, and I think this, this episode would have benefited from not having this strange question about religion um, because I don't think anyone is worshipping at the altar of boyfriends or girlfriends. Yeah. 
Um, I thought it was a slightly strange tie-in for all the stories. Yeah, it of was, course. It didn't quite... It was clearly just there to tie this to, as like a theme, wasn't mm. it? They must have written on a big whiteboard, theme, yeah, religion, religion yeah. and four vague <clears throat> things to pull it all together. And then let's put in the line, what is it about God and fashion that goes so well together? <laughs> Said no one Said ever. No one ever. <laughs> um, but I did think that there is something there about faith. And I think this notion, you know, and I think something that resonated with me is, is, faith, is faith enough? Apparently I can't say faith. Um, is faith enough in a relationship? Because I think myself in the past and a lot of my friends have been or are in really unhealthy relationships that are resting on it might get better. Uh, right. And I thought that's more interesting. <clears throat> and I think what this episode is really about is about Carrie's faith in Big. And they didn't really make a lot of that. Mm. Like, and in the end, with all the will in the world, Carrie couldn't go on anymore. She'd she'd run out of hope. And that recurs, doesn't it? Mm. All through the show, yeah. right up to the first movie, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I have never been... I'm not sure if I've ever been in a relationship where I've been holding out faith that it will get better. I think I possibly... I'm, I think, actually, I'm certainly guilty of leaving too quickly if it's mm. not perfect. There's if, if I see little cracks and flaws start to appear, I get out quite quickly. But that's interesting, because I wonder if that comes back to, and I know we ridiculed it, but this notion of, you know, in the past, obviously, everybody was on a religious quest, looking for God, looking for nirvana, looking for spirituality. Whereas now, and I think particularly little girls are told the end goal, the destination is to find a husband. Mm. And so actually, you know, and there's a lot, a lot I said as well about Charlotte believing and Charlotte being an optimist and Charlotte always hoping that she would find a man and get married so in a way actually from a very young age girls are told to pray for a man you know that yeah. if you are good and virtuous and free of sin you know I think in lots of ways actually there is almost a quasi-religious element to relationships for girls you know it's something that you are as aspiring towards yeah be pure of heart and you will find a man. And at school, it's like the, a competition, isn't it? Like who the first one to get a boyfriend, mm -hmm. you have to get a boyfriend. Yeah. And we, know, we I mean, and I, I do, you know, it's quoting Chimamanda Ngozi Adichie, but I do think girls are put on that path more readily than boys. I, I certainly, as a boy, was never told, like, you need to find a girlfriend. Mm -hmm. And I don't think, but well, I mean, and I was, I came out as gay fairly young. So that wouldn't have been an issue anyway. Um, but I was never told, uh, and, and I, most of my peers weren't told. Like you have to, you have to find a boyfriend. A I think girlfriend. it's almost assumed that a boy will find a wife. Well, when you're grown them, up, you will have a wife. Some of them were even discouraged from it, like for fear of like that they might get them pregnant or something. They were oh like, no, yeah. Um, so that's the exact opposite, isn't it? But I do think there's something there okay. about. Yeah, the the expectation that young women should be virtuous, yeah, and that we know this notion of virtue stems from very old-fashioned religious mm. ideals about love and marriage and commitment and monogamy. So actually, it's it's again, we've said this so many times over the last 12 weeks, that there is some really interesting material around virtuosity and sinfulness and lustfulness yeah. that just wasn't dug into. And it kept it all for very loose storylines, vaguely centered around religion. Ready to pop the question? 
The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Well, I actually wrote down when, so Samantha, as we mentioned before, falls in love, or says that she's in love with mm-hmm. this guy with the tiny penis. James. James, yeah. And she says to Charlotte, who'd have thought, like, not sleeping with them on the first date, that actually works. Mm-hmm. Now I'm in love with him. Like, that's complete bollocks. Because mm-hmm. um, it implies, like, it just depends on the person. It's nothing to, it, it sometimes could be because he slept with them, but it's not, like, black and white. It's not, like, because he slept with them. That's why they haven't called you back. I um, wonder if, given that I don't know at what point they would have known it was coming back for a second season, yeah. if there was, a, if it was, like, a case of we have to tie off a journey so comparing Samantha from season one um, episode one where you know she's all about the one night stand with that awful toxic bachelor and then 12 episodes later she's fallen in love but is punished for her wanton lustiness in the past she's been punished with a tiny dick do you know what I thought from a with the exception possibly of Samantha's ending if if it were to end after series one from from a feminist perspective it's not too bad Carrie walks away from a bad man Carrie's like yeah, yeah I'm, I want to do my own thing it is more important to um, look for yeah. the right one Charlotte's like yeah I'll get married when I get married I shouldn't obsess about it I can't remember how they left things with Miranda oh she ended up back with Skipper didn't back she back with Skippy yeah oh, which is fine yeah because like, he's sweet um, can we talk about the dick? Do yes. You, because, well, again, work Charlotte <laughs> is coming for that because, yeah. because we shouldn't be body shaming no, men not. with three inch penises. And it really isn't everything. No. Dylan, do you like a big dick? I do. But it's I, I, it's certainly not the be all and end all. No. And it, I'm certainly not one of those people who, I just think it's really naff and unimaginative when people are like, oh, I only like big penis. Like, they're not telling the truth, really. Like, they'd be fine with whatever. <laughs> it's complete. I mean, for me, it's completely about function, not form. Um, <laughs> I have been with men who have really big willies, but don't know how to use them. And I sometimes that think men with big dicks are just really lazy because they've always been told, gosh, you have a big they penis. They know that they can just, that's so true. Yeah. yeah. They're not as creative. And also, I'm going to <laughs> float some truth out into the universe. Uh-huh. I often think big ones don't get as hard. And I think that's just pure hydraulics. That 
I think is well, that is true. Mm. Yeah, that is true. And because there's more kind of there's more to fill up, isn't there? Yeah, like the biggest one I've <laughs> ever seen was like a damp baguette. Yeah, it's how I would floppy. describe it. Yeah, another quite silly, weird story. Like I don't know. Yeah. It's it's fine, but it's not my favourite storyline. But then of the, the show. thing is, but the awful thing is, now here is, and I I don't feel good about admitting this, but there was one guy in the history of my life, mm. we obviously won't name any names, where it was too small to do its job. Yeah. Now the thing is, I would initially say, and I think I said this when <clears throat> when Alex Fox was in, that as long as a guy has a whole repertoire of sexy activities, you can forgive a failing in one area. Mm. But in this case, he didn't seem to see the problem, but it just wasn't doing. It wasn't clearing base camp one. I wonder if it's just a case of like cognitive dissonance, where if you're in that situation, you just think, oh my God, I just need to pretend that this isn't a problem. Mm. Like he's thinking that, not you. I think it was steroids as well. I think he was a roid user. Oh really? Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, it must be, it must be quite debilitating. It must be horrible. Yeah, it must be shit, yeah. But what I would say to any, any, (laughs) there might be some men listening, we don't know. Um, (laughs) To any men who are listening, it really doesn't fucking matter yeah and obviously we'll get to goldie cox in due course i think that's a season two episode um you want one that's just right you yeah. want one that just does the job does and the also, trick gets you, you mentioned off. you mentioned alex hit up alex for some um get for some, some fucking dildos and shit yeah <laughs> thank you if, if you go back and listen to the alex fox one she recommended some products so we're gonna be we're all gonna be fine except for the guy who needs to shower every time he comes oh yeah which is frustrating although i watched this episode with my good friend kerry hello kerry and she made the good point which is i like to shower after sex and it's not a religious thing it's just i don't want to go to bed covered in jizz yeah i i i yeah i'll shower after sex sometimes i will sometimes i won't um got you wild i know right (laughs) so unpredictable life on the edge um (laughs) But straight after, I would be, I'd be offended if someone did that. I'd be like, what are you doing? I'd be yeah, the bit... running off without a cuddle is a bit bullshit. I wouldn't be offended. I'd be like, oh, you're a bit of a, like, clean freak you weirdo. You, you need to calm down. Taylor Swift. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, th- I bet Taylor Swift showers after sex. I don't think Taylor Swift has sex. <laughs> I think she has, like, some sort of a strange mandible that comes out of her oh mouth. <laughs> Please don't sue us, Taylor Swift. I love you. I do. I love we you. do love you. We do love Taylor Have Swift. you ever been out with somebody super religious? Oh, no. Um, Chris, my current boyfriend, you know that, but mm-hmm. listeners might not. He is from a religious family. His oh, dad, I, didn't, I didn't know this. Yeah, his dad was a vicar. Oh, wow. And it's really changed my views on religion because I've met his family and they're all really lovely. And I had never been exposed for a long amount of time to people who are very religious, which mm. they are. And it made me feel really like a total shit because... Don't play with your thing, Darren. Oh, yeah. We're going to hear that. Yeah. <laughs> it made me feel like a total shit because in the past I've been really disparaging yeah. of religion, which I now realise is not constructive. Um, so, yeah, that's been an interesting experience. Because I don't know if I've ever dated, like, Christian guy... I dated two Muslim guys, and in both cases, neither were out to their family mm. for fear of reprisal, mm. which is a bit of a passion killer because, mm. you know, it, it slightly puts a bit of an expiration date 
on your dating because you know it's only going to go so far. Like, if you're trying to get into something and you know, well, I'm never going to meet their parents, I'm never going to be taken home yeah. for Eid or whatever, you know, it's going to be, yeah. it's a bit of a roadblock. Um, or not necessarily, but it, but I, I know what you mean. Like, this relationship is never going to be, like, cosy, meet the parents kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean, at the back of your head. But again, and this is where it could have been interesting. When I was dating one of the guys, I won't, again, I won't say his name because I've not asked. You know, I, I did hope and I did have faith that his background might change. I did... I kept the faith for a little while as we dated that, you know, oh, I'll be the one he loves enough to come out to his family for or whatever because yeah. this was pre-transition. So, um, yeah. and again, so a little bit of faith got me through as well. Yeah. I've dated people from like religious backgrounds and mm. families, but not religious themselves. Yeah, I've, I've dated, yeah, and I had briefly dated a Jewish guy as well. But I think, again, it really didn't go serious enough for even it to be a question. Yeah. And there was that thing of Carrie saying, oh, you just wouldn't ask somebody what their religion was because it's too scary. I don't think that's true. It's only when your relationship starts to get serious. That's just one of those silly... Ca- when you yeah, said that, I was like, like oh, ridiculous, shut up. Shut up. <laughs> um, and actually, I think going much further forward, actually the Harry and Charlotte storyline, I think deals with that big question of would you convert? Yeah, really nice storyline as well, I yeah. think. Um, I, I have a friend at the moment who is a guy who's dating a Muslim girl and he is starting the process of converting to Islam. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, I woke Charlotte for a minute. Mm-hmm. Miranda mm. saying, if I'd known he was Catholic, I never would have gone out with him. They should make them wear a sign. <gasps> oh, my God. <laughs> I must have been talking to Kerry. I missed that one. I was like, and Miranda as well. I was like, um, no. Fuck. <laughs> but very... By sign, does she mean like a cross? <laughs> I mean, I don't know. <laughs> uh, yeah. I think the whole episode is quite... And again, this might be something that would be different now in 2019's very politically mm. correct discourse. It's very, it's quite dismissive of religion, isn't it? Like it, po- it makes fun of it, the episode, I think. Yeah, like I said, it does it better once Harry arrives. Yeah. I think that, that storyline <laughs> is vaguely respectful. Yeah. Um, we do have a speaking person of colour. Yes, Stanford's... How- Oh, no, I was thinking more of the incredible racist stereotype. Yeah, and that was that. (laughs) We had the Santarian (laughs) practitioner who, this is what I learned yesterday, that Santeria is not the same as voodoo or vodun. Oh. It's a whole different thing. I don't know anything. Based on, so this was, thank you, Kerry, again, who was at this thing, no, no, it's not voodoo. So basically, voodoo and vodun came up through Haiti, whereas Santeria, again, came from slaves, but slaves who'd been placed in... um, Cuba. So again, again, both examples of where an African religion has merged with the existing sort of Christian religion in Haiti or Cuba. But Mm -hmm. yeah, but you didn't think, you know, every day's a school day. That was the new thing I learned yesterday. I had no idea. So yeah, Santeria is is the faith. (laughs) And yeah, I mean, I mean, that's what it has come to. Oh, yeah. So we had two speaking people of colour, but one of them was... A, a witch huge, doctor. Mad so. stereotype, yeah. I just I don't know what the lessons to be learned are other than But then maybe this was the thing. Sarah Jessica Parker isn't stupid. Maybe they set out to present an incredibly flawed woman mm. getting it wrong. Mm. Like and it was only because we were first watching it when we were teenagers that we thought she was 
a vague representation of a woman who had her shit together because clearly she doesn't and maybe they knew they were telling a much bigger story because of course again spoilers but in six seasons time outside the same front steps Carrie tells Big to fuck off it's six years of never being different which is one of my favourite lines in the whole thing and she completely and finally destroys him Also, and it took her six years to get there I was speaking to my friend James about this and we were were talking about Weeds Mm -hmm. uh, which I've been which we've both been re-watching and we were saying how annoying the main character Nancy Botwin's Mm. behaviour is and then we realised and we, we talked about Carrie as well and we said it kind of is necessary for the main character to make hundreds of stupid mistakes to keep the show going. Of like, course. So that there's always drama. They're always in a predicament. They're always... And I think that might be part of it. Ali McBeal does the same thing, doesn't she? And that's the interesting comparison between Carrie and Ali. Because I think we want flawed characters who make terrible choices. But they don't have to be irritating. And I think that's the yeah. difference between Carrie and Ali. Carrie <laughs> making mistakes left, right and centre. Ali McBeal just irritating. Yeah, yeah, true. <laughs> and I'm going to say I'm not. Although, actually, do you know what? If Ali McBeal appeared on Netflix, I would go back and rewatch watch it from absolutely. the beginning. Oh, well, I guess that's it. Oh, my God! For season 12. Yeah. Season one. Season one, episode, episode 12. 12. <laughs> We've come such a long way. Yeah. Um, I hope you've enjoyed these these random chats. Yeah. Um, my final question to Dylan for this series is, would you wear Fallen Angel and what do you think it smells of? Well, firstly, I really hope that I would have been invited to that party. It's it was very fab. you. It's hell, very you. Hell with a cover charge. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think I would wear Fallen Angel, yeah. I think yeah. it smells of Lynx Africa and, and sweet, vanilla. sweet Vanilla. Because it was the 90s, so of course it had Sweet Vanilla. Yeah, it would have been something sickly and sweet. But yeah, I definitely, I think you probably would have been at that party as well, maybe. Of course. And they probably, had goodie bags. Probably David Ames would have been there. Mm-hmm. Who else? Dr. Ranch. James Barr would have <laughs> been there. Monroe. Monroe. Monroe Bergdorf. Absolutely. Danny St. James. Oh my God, Danny St. James would have been working that event. Yeah. <laughs> So all we have left to say now is thank you, yes. our dear listeners. Thank you for listening. Um, thank you, Acast, for having us. We hope we would love to come back and talk you through the 21 episodes <laughs> of season two. Um, oh, God. Do you know how many more we've got? Like, if we do the whole... Hundreds. Still, yeah, it's just hundreds, hundreds. Plus two movies. Two movies. Although, yeah, I, I just would love to do season two. Um, the second movie. Finishing if all else on... fails, we will come back and do the I feel like movie. finishing on that is such a dud note, though, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, oh, who knows if they'll bring it back without Kim Cattrall. Or maybe HBO will just dig into its pockets and pay Cattrall whatever it is they're refusing to pay her. Mm. But thank you very much for joining us. Have a lovely Christmas. And a happy new year. And a happy new year. (laughs) Um, Look after your gal pals. And hopefully we'll speak to you soon. Bye for now. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that 
Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.